This is an ABC podcast. Do you feel good when you come home at night? Or do you feel like you just want to forget it, that you want to be so freaking drunk that you don't remember it the next morning, so you don't even know what you did? How do you feel about one-night stands? Do they feel fun and sexually liberating? Or a bit like junk food? Turns out a deadly pandemic taking casual sex off the table for a couple of years has got people wondering if they really want to keep hitting and quitting it. So, is this the death of the one-night stand? I'm Nat Tenchich, and on this episode, the future of casual sex in a post-pandemic world. You'll learn why people are less keen on random hookups, the pros and cons of a one-night stand, and how to make a one-off lay a meaningful experience. So, back to that first cue. Hotback summer is here, baby, and we're busting out of our houses to mingle again. But are you keen or are you feeling a bit off casual sex? Several recent surveys from Australia and abroad have found singles are looking for more meaningful, committed relationships. One found that one in three Aussies are waiting longer to get between the sheets with someone, and nearly half are less keen on one-night stands than before the pandemic while Match found that two in three singles want to wait until after the third date to have sex, and 81% of American men think sex is less important than they did pre-COVID. And hookup listeners are feeling it too. I realised casual sex was pretty um, soulless, you know. Over lockdown, I took a lot of time to reflect on myself and what I want for myself. And yes, it's nice to have someone to just hold for the night but um once you leave in the morning you end up feeling just a little empty again so I've taken the time to really look into myself and put time and more effort into my friends and they're the people that I want to be around with so casual sex is fun keep doing you if that's what you enjoy but for me I'm gonna take a uh, time out from all of that until I have someone I want to have a genuine connection with Hey, my name is Rosie. I live in Nam, Melbourne. I think that going through a pandemic has made me realise that stability and safety are sexy. I just don't feel like a one-night stand or casual sex is worth it. And I feel like you can get all of the spontaneity and the excitement within a relationship with the added bonus of intimacy and connection that I am super craving after the past two years. I love how empowering casual sex can be, but over lockdown I had a ton of time to self-reflect and it just made me realize that men tend to treat women as more of an object than a human being and that's a major turnoff and it takes a lot of the fun out of it. Like when you're having sex with someone, you want there to be that mutual respect and I just felt like I wasn't getting that. So yeah, it hasn't really been something I've been rushing back into since coming out of lockdown. Life's changed since lockdown. There were options for casual hookups or bubble buddies throughout the last couple of years in Melbourne. But I really emerge now knowing that I'm looking for a real connection with someone and someone who wants a connection with me. And if that's not around, then I'd really rather just be hanging out with my friends. So what's going on here? Lucy Walk is the founder of Normal, 
a sex wellness brand that conducted its own survey of Australian attitudes to sex and love coming out of lockdown. She says she found so many reasons behind the shift. The most popular response is like, I want to get intimate, but I want to start slow. I'm anxious because it's so long since I've been intimate. I've forgotten how to socialize or flirt. So you sort of dive a little deeper into the comments and you can see some of those drivers. Like some people will speak to being like, oh, I've been in a serious sort of toxic relationship. So I'm scared to start dating again. Others will say something like I'm determined to take more time out for myself. Others will say, well, now I'm more careful about who I enter a relationship with because I've had that experience of being locked down. And even others will be like, oh, I'm actually like, I'm ready to settle down, but I feel like I'm two years behind. So there's a, a real diversity, but I think the biggest takeaway is like it's certainly the pandemic has profoundly affected the way we're looking at relationships. We've had a lot of time to think about what we actually want out of relationships. And maybe we aren't wanting to mess around much anymore. Certified sex educator Georgia Grace says this is also a big part of why more people are wanting something serious. I think that we've really lent on people who we know and they've been a core part of this thing that we've been navigating. And I work with lots of people who have identified that they're really ready to meet that person. They're really ready to be in a relationship. And as a result of these two years of being very, you know, unable to actually go out and meet new people, it's put a huge amount of, I guess, stress and pressure on how they want to date and relate with others, as well as thinking, you know, how do I want to have sex? Uh, Am I wanting to be more casual in my approach or am I wanting to really look for someone who I can, you know, perhaps start a relationship with? And of course, that is such an individual thing. Not everyone has this ever-present, you know, desire to be in a relationship. But I have found it particularly interesting because I thought that we would all be out there, you know, there would be the the baby booming, lots of sex, sex parties, everyone's sort of going <laughs> at it. And it has been quite interesting to see that it's actually different. But that's not the only thing driving us away from hooking up with randos. Georgia says the pandemic has had us thinking about our health and safety and not catching COVID or something else. There were many people who were identifying that they're thinking about where people have been, um, their safer sex practices, you know, what that would even look like to engage with someone, to swap spit with someone. Mm. I mean, it, it has been a really interesting time where there is a certain level of disgust in terms of strangers. Like anytime you hear someone sniff, it's like everyone looks at them and it's like they've done something really awful. But one-night stands have been on the decline for a while. Hookup listeners have been telling us for years that they're over hookup culture and the pandemic hit right during what experts have been calling the sex recession. Apparently, we're just not banging like our parents did. I'm really sorry for putting that image in your head. So is this the death of hookup culture? Dr Helen Fisher is a biological anthropologist and studies human sex and relationship behaviour. She reckons that's where we're heading. What they want is somebody who's emotionally mature. That's what they're looking for. Somebody they can trust and confide in. Somebody who communicates their wants and needs. Somebody who's open-minded. And somebody who makes them laugh. So, And I, I think that's going to remain because uh, they've grown up. I mean, it's a dating reset. You know, I've never before used the word a historic change. But this pandemic was, of course, more than historic. I mean... Nobody shut down the planet in four million years, let alone four centuries or anything. And um, it's had an enormous impact. I mean, we've all struggled. 
But oddly enough, we've come out with this post-traumatic growth. And along with that, I don't think people forget this kind of thing. And I think it will continue. I think they will continue to, to look for different things in a partnership. They may have a one-night stand now and then. Uh, the human creatures does seem to do that. But I don't think it's going to be a prevailing trend the way it's been. I think the prevailing trend is now everything focuses, uh, you know, is leading me to think that uh, they're now looking for meaningful relationships and they will continue to for some time to come. They had, these people had a, had 18 months to think about <laughs> who they are, what they want, where they're going. And in fact, this whole trend, you know, I've been writing for, I've been noticing for some years, this concept of slow love what singles have been doing since I, certainly for the last 11 years, is this whole courtship process is slowing down. You know, where people used to marry in their early 20s, now they're married in their late 20s and early 30s. So there's this long period of pre-commitment uh, when you find out more about yourself, try things out, get rid of what you don't want, and then eventually settle down. So I used to say it's a fast sex, slow love. Now I think it's just slow love. And slowing down can certainly be a good thing. But are one night stands getting a bit of an unfair go? Because let's think about the arguments against. They're emotionless, but also you could catch feelings. The sex isn't that good. It's unsafe. Well, certainly one night stands are not for everyone and it's fine if it's not your cup of tea. But Georgia says there's lots of cultural baggage here that means you could either feel pressured to be into it or feel guilty for having it. And it doesn't have to be that way. I guess this comes down to taboos around sex, sex negative approaches, thinking that you know we're, we're really conditioned to think that sex with that one person who you love is the epitome. And we receive these messages from you know, social, cultural, political conditioning and ideas. And it, it can take a lot to really challenge that. And I do want to challenge that because casual sex can have a huge amount amount of meaning it can feel incredibly connected and transformative and fun and pleasurable and all of these things so I think it's really really important that we do challenge it but it's all about what the individual or individuals who are involved what they're wanting and needing from that and if having meaningful casual sex means that you get to connect with someone you get to have fun it feels great you it's pleasurable for everyone involved and you get to you know explore something that we haven't really been able to explore for some time I mean that sounds pretty meaningful and fulfilling to me I think also it really does have quite a a linear idea of what sex is because there are many different ways to have sex and when we think about the one night stand, often we're thinking about sort of naked bodies penetrating each other. And there are many ways to have great casual sex that might involve a whole range of new sexual experiences that perhaps people have been thinking, oh, I'm really keen on exploring that. And, and I want to find a way to do that when I get out of lockdown. And actually, I have spoken with a, a lot of people who have had these fantasies kind of brewing for some time, and, and they're finding ways to 
allow for these to play out as soon as they can and they've even they're like planning for it to happen so Mm. yeah totally casual sex can be meaningful and it's always important for us to challenge ideas that may be sex negative and get a sense of or ask ourselves where have these ideas come from are they informed by you know how I've learned about sex or what I've been told sex should be or are they my own it helps to think about the stories you've been told about sex and the story you'll tell yourself and your pals about an encounter later. Does it belong in a Wes Anderson movie or an episode of Broad City? How you frame a one-off sexy time is up to you. Renowned psychotherapist Esther Perel told us about this on the Hookup podcast, that you don't have to feel crappy about hookups if you put the right filter on them. What you want is to leave a date, uh, any type of date for that matter, with with a smile on your face. You know, even if it's a hookup, you want to leave and you want to think, okay, it was a short story. I love to read short stories. Not everything has to be a novel. But you want to leave with a feeling of enjoyment. If you leave and you feel like it's fast food and afterwards the, there is an aftertaste and it doesn't taste good, then it's it's not nice. It's a problem. You don't want to leave feeling empty. You don't want to feel, leave feeling used. And you don't want to feel leaving dissociated and disaffiliated. You want to leave feeling that you had a mini story and that story was perfectly fine for the few hours that it was, but it's an enjoyable story. That's the thing that I think is often missing in the hookup thing. Is It's not a enough to have just a bunch of body parts connect. You want something that allows you to leave and think, ha, I will remember that date. And maybe I'll even use it for fantasy 20 years from now, <laughs> you know. But it has to have a story. Sex comes with a plot. Any type of plot, but it needs a plot. If it is too skin deep and it's too thin, then you have nothing to hang it on. There is no meaning attached to it. There is no experience that attaches itself to it. And then then it can feel rather vapid. I think that that's the problem that we often experience when people describe the dating or the hookup. You just say, are you enjoying it? Are you en- having fun with this? You have all that freedom. You have all these possibilities. Do you feel good when you come home at night? Or do you feel like you just want to forget it, that you want to be so freaking drunk that you don't remember it the next morning so you don't even know what you did? That doesn't say anything positive, neither about sex, nor about relationship, nor about your degree of freedom. You can catch that whole chat in your pod feed, by the way. Georgia says having a great one-night stand is all about using your biggest sex organ, your brain, and thinking about what you want out of the experience. Before you're even kind of going into it, always a bit of self-reflection is a great approach. And that's something that you can do on your own. You don't need anyone else there to sort of figure this out. And that could be asking or, or reflecting on questions like, what does fulfilling sex mean to me? What turns me on? What turns me off? What am I curious about? What are my boundaries? Um, what supports me in feeling really safe and connected? What am I willing to do? What am I wanting to do? So getting really clear on who you are as a sexual person and what you're really wanting from your one night stand or your casual sex experiences and safety and 
this is a big theme that's coming up for me in session at the moment, supporting people in feeling safe. And basically what I'm doing is drawing a line down the piece of paper. And I think everyone can do this and um, write a, a whole list of things that support people in feeling safe and a whole list of things that support people in feeling like they have a sense of control in any given moment. So in safety, that might be um, communicating your boundaries. It might be safer sex practices. It might be going to a place that feels really sexy or comfortable for you. Um, it might be going on, on a date with other people first. And then when we look at what you can do to create a sense of control, this isn't to be confused with having control over other particularly, but it is looking at the verbal and nonverbal things that you can do to voice what you need. So getting really clear on what some of those um, tools could be. Then maybe it's asking what was it about the previous one night stands that didn't feel so great or didn't feel so connected or fulfilling? And what can you learn from that? And what do you need next time in order to experience that? Communication, I speak about this all the time. And I also know that this is a skill and something you do have to practice, but communicating often um, and being really clear in, in what it is that, that you're wanting. And that also may involve asking others too questions like, what do you want? What feels good for you? How would you like to be touched? Even just having all of these sort of tools at the ready, I know that many people, when they feel prepared, they feel like they've thought about it, they're really clear on their wants and needs, it supports them in, in feeling like they can release into the moment. And I think ultimately it may, as we're sort of doing the reset, maybe we could also do the redefine and redefining what a great sexual experience looks like for you. And yes, that might mean some naked penetration, but that might mean, you know, a really great hookup at a queer event and if that feels like a great casual experience that sounds like it's really exciting for you yeah absolutely how do you change your mindset like how do you go in with intention how do you prepare to have an excellent sexual experience yeah, and I guess that really comes down to perhaps the the person who it's with. So maybe it's getting clear on the kind of person who you're really wanting to explore something. And if you get that feeling that they're at the same place, and of course that does involve some checking in and asking what they're wanting and needing, because as Esther Perel, our favourite of all time, states that some of the most memorable, pleasurable, orgasmic experiences can totally happen when they're novel, when they come out of nowhere, where they're spontaneous. And that's a huge part of people's eroticism. And um, many people reflect back on, it. for those who were in 10-year relationships, reflect back on this one night stand that they had with this person when they're on holiday or when they were at this, you know, really great time in their life. So um, shifting or challenging your perspective or even getting curious, like it, perhaps it's not even critiquing every thought and feeling that you have, but just becoming really curious as to, oh, why is my body responding in that way? Why am I thinking that way? And what could I do to maybe uh, be more sex positive or um, to inquire into what a fulfilling sexual relationship would look like for me? Because it is totally possible and even consuming, you know, podcasts like this or, you know, tuning into great sex positive content is one really powerful step to um, challenging maybe those messages that we've absorbed along the way. 
So, is the one-night stand dead? Only if you want it to be. I think for the person who wants it, it is there. You can co-create a really great sex life. And I think it's just getting a sense of what is it that I'm wanting. We don't need to cling on to the hope of a great one-night stand if it's not fulfilling for us. But also, if you want it, it's out there and you can create it. Slutty summer might look a lot less slutty than we had predicted, but there's lots to be learned from taking things slow. And remember that a one-off can be the best night of your life. Just make sure you're feeling good and good about it. So I guess this one-night stand is less zombie and more sexy, sexy undead vampire. And if you have a mate that's in their head about getting back into hot back summer, send them this podcast. And if you have a topic you want us to cover, DM at Triple J The Hookup on Insta or email thehookup at abc.net.au. Catch you later.